Okay. Okay, everybody. This is our second take. This is the first time we've ever had to do a second take. This is Julie Hoffman from the Okanagan Real Estate Investment Group. Uh, we are here with the amazing Arlen Dolan. And we want to welcome you to the Gold Nuggets podcast. We talk about real estate stuff and business stuff, and most of our podcasts turn into sales conversations. I don't know if this one will or not. It's actually a really cool topic that uh, Arlen and I have been discussing uh, for a little while now, and it's all about using RSPs for investing in real estate. Now, when I say RSPs, I mean registered retirement savings plans. Uh, I've also used uh, with, invest with, with investors tax-free savings account and locked-in retirement accounts. A lot of people think, I want to kind of clarify too, that uh, you can't use your Lira, your locked-in retirement account. And um, I've, not, I've not not been able to use a Lira. So that's usually misinformation. So just telling you that right now because uh, don't, don't let somebody tell you that you can't do something. I always get a second or third opinion. Anyway, used all three. I've had great success. I feel very privileged to have been able to help uh, some folks grow their retirement money and something that I feel is very safe and secure. That is real estate, cash flowing real estate, appreciating real estate, real estate with equity in it. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about that today. It's not going to be a super long discussion, but we're just going to touch on some points that really stand out for Arlen and myself. Uh, Arlen and I have been investing in real estate uh, for decades. I've done a little over 600 deals between the two of us and um, done quite a bit of RSPs as well. So you go ahead and get started, Arlen. What are some of the things you wanted to touch on? Well, I guess one of the things I touch on is you know, if someone has an RRSP, sometimes investing in, in a piece of real estate, using your RSP is a great option. Um, when I say that, it, it, you, you don't own equity in the property because that's, you, you legally can't do that with your RRSP. What you're doing is just getting a fixed rate of return. If you go into the banks, they're not going to tell you about RRSP investing in real estate because if they do, they don't make any money from you. They'd rather you invest in their products because that's where they make money. So you're never going to have one of your bankers suggesting this. So a lot of people don't know that they could take their RRSP. Let's just say that I had a property. It's worth $400,000. Um, I got a $200,000 mortgage. I'd like to refinance it, but the banks are being ding-dongs right now, so I can't refinance. So another option is... I could use somebody's RSP to increase my financing on it and pay them a flat rate of return of say like anywhere, I don't know, five, 8%. It's whatever someone negotiates. Now with someone with an RSP, why would they want to do that? Well, maybe they got their retirement funds in a GIC, you know, today making less than 1% or maybe they got it in some kind of fixed income that pays them 3% or three and a half where doing it this way, they can maybe get five, eight, or again, whatever two people negotiate and feel is fair. So they're going to get a higher rate of return with, you know, fixed payments. So they know that their retirement plan um, is going to grow. I'll use an example, say with my parents right now, um, to be quite honest, they've cashed out a lot of their RSPs and invested in real estate with me, you know, a couple decades ago, which worked out real well. But uh, right now, if they had their money in RSP, which usually is kind of like mutual funds and everything else, 
my advice to them would be get it out of there, get it out of there right now and invest it in something like one of these products secured against real estate. The reason why I say that is um, in the stock market right now, uh, if you're listening to someone like a Warren Buffett or you listen to someone like a John Malden or Harry Dent or Robert Kiyosaki, they all think that there's going to be a big crash coming. Now, to be honest, nobody has a crystal ball. I don't have a crystal ball, but I do like to listen to the smart people. And to me, it does make logical sense because if you're looking right now, the stock market still at this time still keeps climbing, yet there's endless bankruptcies. The unemployment rate is skyrocketing. There's no logical sense behind it. It only makes sense to me at some point we're going to have a serious correction. So as my parents, you know, being at the age they are, they can't afford to have their RSP all of a sudden cut in half. Um, if they put it into a RSP mortgage, at least they know, say it's 5%, it's 8%. You know, each year it's growing 5 to 8%. It's not going to, you know, get cut in half. Now, let's just say I was wrong. Maybe the stock market does kind of climb up. Well, maybe they would have been better to keep it in the stock market. But at their age, it's just a gamble. Like they're at the age where they can't have it all of a sudden, you know, cut in half. So my advice would be, you know, do some RSP mortgage financing. At least, you know, you're fine, you're safe, and you know it's still growing. Another thing that uh, I really like about it uh, for for investors is they can, yeah, you can go and check how your how your stocks are doing online and, and that kind of thing. Um, but it's so nice to be able to drive by a property, you know, and say that's where my that's where my hard earned money is. It's growing right there. I can see it. I can smell it. I can touch it. Like why would you smell a property? I don't know, but. Uh, Really, it's just the, the concept of it being a physical asset that everybody needs. It just to me, it's a lot of people I work with gives them a tremendous amount of confidence. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I, it, it, I really love what you said as far as, um, you know, going into, a, you know, a bank or during a RSP season, the banks always are, you know, trying to get a hold of you to do your RSP contributions, and they want to, they do, they want to sell you on uh, investing in their products because guess what? They get paid to do that, and they get um, they get paid whether your RSP grows or not. They get paid whether your lira grows or not. It can shrink, and they still get paid, and um, that to me is just it's just a little scary yeah i mean again like i had a fella call me that was just over a week ago and um as everybody knows i i i invest in real estate i own real estate i believe in long-term investing like that so he's calling me because he wanted to help his dad mm -hmm. so his dad has their house free and clear so he was get him to get you know to either refinance it or, or put a line of credit on it and invest in real estate and I said okay well how old is your dad and he was 70 some years old I'm like dude that doesn't make a lot of sense I mean that's coming from a guy like me that that's what I believe in buying and holding real estate but I go at 70 some years old I said honestly buddy I said if it was me and that was my dad I would say don't buy and hold property 
take his money, you know, if he can borrow it at 2%, maybe he can get a, do an RSP loan at six, seven, eight or whatever, and make that spread. That makes sense. Buy, put money into a buy and hold doesn't make sense at someone that age, because as you know, with real estate, owning it long-term, it always goes up in value. But in the shorter term, you could have a little bit of a correction where values actually go down a little bit. And then maybe three years later that they're back up and maybe five years later, they're way up. But his dad doesn't have that kind of timeline. I mean, it doesn't do him a lot of good if you had to wait five, six, seven years for, for, for some strong equity appreciation. I mean, the poor guy's dad could be pushing daisies by then. You know, so yeah. although I'm a buy and hold guy, that's what I do. My advice to him was, I think you'd do your father a bigger favor by having him invest in an RSP loan instead, just because of the stage of his life. Now, again, when I borrowed from my parents, I had them invest in real estate with me for the long term. worked out real well, made them seven figures. But when they started with me at the time, I think my dad was 56. So that made a lot more sense. I would not give him the same advice if my dad was 76. I don't know what would you think, time. Julie. Just because yeah. of timing. Yeah. Exactly. Typically, an RSP mortgage, uh, in my experience, lasts three to five years at the, at the most. Yes. So that's, and three, a lot, can, a lot of good things can happen in three years. Uh, yeah. So some of the things I like about RSP investing from an investor side as well, uh, somebody doing deals, I really like how uh, you don't have to qualify for financing for it. So what that does is it makes it, it makes it happen faster. It also offers some flexibility, both for, you know, the investor that's putting together the RSP and also the lender, you know, who's the person that's the RSP holder. So uh, Arlen, you mentioned this, you can actually negotiate how much money, you, how much you want your RSP to grow. So, um, rather than, you know, basically being given kind of a Chinese menu from a, from a bank, you can pick this or this or this. Um, and either way, by the way, I'm going to get paid as the, as the <laughs> fund manager. Um, you can actually negotiate how much you want your RSP to grow. So if you, you know, if you're thinking ahead and, and you're thinking, you know, we've, we've got some retirement plans and we've got plans for this, we've got plans for that. You can actually kind of calculate exactly how much you want to grow and, and, and make your life plans around that because of that flexibility. It's, it's very beneficial for people. It gives you some control oh. over your future. Well, yeah, it gives you peace of mind. I mean, a lot, that's why a lot of people put money in like a GIC or a, or a fixed income investment because they want to they need that peace of mind. There are stages in their life where they can't have their investment all of a sudden drop by 30% or drop by 50%. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the benefit of uh, doing the IRSP financing is you can get more than 1% return. Yeah. Right? I mean, I, I, I did a whole townhouse complex years ago using RSP financing. I bought 18 units. I had 18 different um, RSP uh loans from eight from different people i mean we owned it for i still own the building but i mean since then all of them have been made their rate of return and all of them have also been paid out paid in full the one thing if you are going to invest your rsp money 
by way of RSP mortgages is I would suggest that you're talking to somebody that that's been doing it for a while, has a track record, not, you know, it's a little, it's a little risky to, to, to do it with someone brand new in real estate. I'd say, you know, make sure they got some experience, have a track record. And then also make sure if you're investing it, that there's equity still in the property. In other words, if, if somebody has a $400,000 property and, uh, you don't want to lend right up to the $400,000 value. You want some equity cushion there. Say like maybe you'll, maybe you'll lend up, you know, 300,000 against the $400,000 property. So they, so that the property owner, there's equity, which keeps your investment more safe. Yeah. And when you do that specific and not, so one of the things that I really love about, I've already, I've already talked about this, but keeping your RSP on property, something that you can see that you know somebody's living in, that somebody's making payments to, um, you know, taking care of it. The, one, of the, one of the other great things about it is typically an RSP deal, I, I'll, be, um, I'll have an RSP lender who is in second position behind like a, a regular bank, like TD or Bank of Montreal. And so not only is it secure going in uh, out of the gate, but every time my tenant pays that, pays my rent, the first mortgage gets paid down and the RSP gets more and more and more secure. So it starts secure and then every single day, basically, it becomes more secure. Absolutely. Yeah, it's really, really cool. Um, what else, what else can we touch on about RSPs? It's good to know that, yeah, you, you can't, uh, use your RSPs for your own deals. Um, sometimes here's an interesting thing I can say is that, um, is, I mean, most of the people probably listening here are people that want to buy more property and hold more property, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, if you have RSP, the best way to learn how to do RSP financing is to lend yours to an investor. Now you go right through the process, right through all the paperwork. So by the time you're done, you know it hands down. So now you can go out and raise RSP money for your holding properties. Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up, Arlen, because yes, not only do you get a super valuable education that they for free. <laughs> for, and you make money doing it, really, right? Yeah. Really, you make money doing it. Get paid yeah. to do it. Get paid over time. Um, but also what it does is it gives you credibility as a real estate investor. Because if you are investing your RSPs in real estate and you are looking to raise RSPs to buy more real estate from other people, you by, by being able to say, I wouldn't ask you to do anything that I'm not willing to do. I also invest RSPs in real estate myself. I know exactly how the process goes. I've been in your shoes. It adds a tremendous amount of credibility. Absolutely. Your money's where your mouth is, right? Yeah. yeah like uh, talk with your feet, right? So yeah. I love both of those things. I think I'm going to get a tattoo that says talk with your feet. What do you think, Arlen? Have at her. I don't, I think I'd pass on that one, but <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd just bring up something random while we're standing there. By the way, we do try to have fun, tell jokes, tell fun stories. Do you have any other stories that you wanted to share? Uh, with the RSPs, not so much. Again, 
I think it's a fit for most people if they have an RSP. I think it's a I think it's a really good fit. Again, the nice thing too is, you know, with stocks and yes, of course you can make money in stocks. I'm not saying that's not true at all. I mean, you want to have an expertise in it, not just put your money in and hope. But with RSPs, you know your rate of return. You don't have to watch a ticker tape day in and day out wondering how you're doing, you know, getting all stressed out. You you know your rate of return, you know what you're getting. And sometimes that feels really good. I think that's that. Here's the thing also, um, I don't know what else we want to talk. I think we've, you know, this is just a kind of short and sweet podcast talking about RSPs. Uh, Arlen and I both do deals, uh, we're both still actively doing deals. So if, uh, you know, if you have any questions about RSPs or you want to explore that opportunity with either of us, there's contact information around here somewhere. There's a link somewhere. Reach out to Arlen, reach out to myself. We'd be happy to talk to you. Um, and even if you just have questions about how it all works, you know, we, part of why we're doing this podcast as well is just to get information out to people, uh, give you encouraging words that hopefully help you in your journey. Uh, because at one time or another, he and I have both probably been in your shoes, especially if you are just starting out. So anything else before we hop off, Arlen? I think we're good. I think we're good too. So thanks a lot for listening, everybody. And we will see you next time.